Welcome to Tech News of the Week with your host, some white dude named Hunter or Damien. I don't know. They all look the same to me. Welcome to Typically Not on the Weekend. Sure. This is accurate. (laughs) Yeah, typically not on the week. We're recording this not on the weekend. Good for us. This is our weekly tech news section where we talk about four interesting stories that uh, we found in the news. And Chris, why don't you kick it off with something that you found uh, around Apple? Found. Found. I say words good. What country are you from? All of them. (laughs) Apple makes major video output device driver change in minor release of OS X. Hmm. So, fun fact. With OS X, if you want to use an SLR or any number of mirrorless manufacturer's cameras as your webcam or video input of any kind, you can't just plug it in. Mm -hmm. You need to use a pass-through webcam utility that is available from your camera's manufacturer. These are usually free downloads and are named something super creative like webcam utility. How creative. Great. You still won't be able to use said camera in the built-in applications on OS X, such as Photo Booth, but that's just because Tim Apple hates you. Anyway, this is annoying and one step that is probably a lot of people feel is unnecessary, but usually not a big deal. Mm -hmm. Up until the most recent version of OS X Sonoma, specifically version 14.1. With this update, all older versions of webcam utilities that do not comply with the quote modern camera extension replacement won't work Ooh. now i get what they are trying to do the quote modern version of the camera extension replacement runs sandboxed as an actual and much more securable system extension that's capital s capital e and not just as a sort of hacked together Barely sort of kind of a driver, it works, don't look at us funny, DAL plugin, which is what the old version is. In the support article on this matter, Apple rather sassily mentions that it has been available for at least two major versions of OS X. If your camera's manufacturer hasn't updated yet, Nikon and Canon, I am looking like you, you have to boot OS X into recovery mode and disable some security stuff to make it work again. Ooh, great. Here's to hoping that the anonymous manufacturers that may or may not be named Nikon, Canon, and probably all of the rest of them (laughs) get their shit together and update their utilities for the first time in what looks like approximately three years. Yeah, really not their focus in general. I was so, so ready to piss and moan about Apple. (laughs) But instead, you're just going to piss and moan about Canon and Nikon. I just have to. I mean, at this point, I'm just mad at everyone. I feel like you're involved. (laughs) It's a conspiracy against you. GitHub Copilot is the future of programming. programming. GitHub Universe was last week. And at the keynote, CEO... Thomas Donke made some provocative statements to quote the man himself, quote, just as GitHub was founded on Git, today we are re-founded on Copilot, end quote. Now, I'm not sure if you can re-found yourself, but 
Sure. We'll let that slide. I mean, if you have enough Ayahuasca. <laughs> you can lose and find yourself many times. That might not be what he's talking about, though. I don't think so. The core of their refounding is all around Copilot X and how it can assist with all aspects of programming beyond just helping you write code. Copilot Chat is going to be generally available in December, and it allows you to use natural language interactions to set up your initial environment in an IDE, Visual Studio Code, to start with, uh, I want to say, JetBrains support coming soon. Now, this is way beyond just suggesting the next few lines of code, and I've used it myself to build out a basic framework for, say, a Terraform configuration. They are also adding slash commands to target a particular action, full project scaffolding if you need it, and inline chat for specific code blocks. And Copilot Chat is now using GPT-4, so you're not getting suggestions from two years ago. There's also LLM-based security scans, the ability to run a private instance of Copilot, and automatic issue remediation with workspaces. The core idea here is to make all the non-coding portions of software development use Copilot as well. Now, is this the paradigm shift that Domke claims? Will Copilot unlock coding for more people and accelerate development? I have no idea. Just <laughs> zero clue. Maybe. But if there's one thing I'm absolutely certain of, Microsoft is going to make a metric shit ton of money off of this regardless. So, hooray! New AI product alert. This time, it's a lapel pin that you can talk to. Oh, God, I, I've heard of this, and it's awful. From the, I hate this idea, but people are going to buy it, aren't they, department? No, they're not. Well, it's not quite Samantha from the movie Her, but it definitely seems like that movie was an inspiration. A suddenly AI-based company that is ironically called Humane <laughs> is on the verge of releasing a thing. Mm -hmm. By the time you hear this, I believe it will be available for purchase. The thing is called the AI pin. And the idea seems to be a wearable smartphone without all the weird inconveniences of text, silent usage, or a screen. That's right, folks. For a mere $699 starting, plus $24 a month subscription, you can have about a two-inch square hanging magnetically from your lapel. You can then yell at this thing like a Siri that for some reason you brought to the grocery store. <laughs> this thing is supposed to be fully standalone. Humane insists that the pin will not need pairing with anything else, your cell phone, no other external devices. In addition to the obviously always on listening microphone that apparently we as a society, society have just accepted is our future, the pin boasts a simple green laser output that can broadcast text onto your hand, or I suppose blind passersby, as well as a camera for added creepiness. <laughs> now, to be fair, it does have a touchpad action feature, so I guess you can pretend you're in Star Trek to activate? And a, quote, trust light, which will light up when it's recording. Surely that won't be easily bypassed and used as soon as possible by creepers. It's also got motion sensors, 
so it understands itself moving in space and a built-in speaker to annoy the shit out of anyone nearby because mm. God forbid you use the connection to Bluetooth. Yeah. It does have a hot swappable battery system, which is one super cool as a concept. So you got this pad that's got the main battery. The device has a little teeny battery inside of it. Hmm. It reads off the main battery. Then it tells you, you've got to swap batteries. You swap it to a new big fat main battery in the back and it runs off the internal battery on the, in the period where it doesn't have that hot swappable battery connected. That's super smart. I like it. Way more devices need this idea. Yes. <laughs> and two, this is obviously going to be extremely necessary for a device this small and the amount of energy it's going to require. Mm -hmm. The pin is, of course, going to be built into the OpenGPT ecosystem, or the OpenAI GPT ecosystem. So its usage and functionality and abilities, etc., and most likely the amount of things you have to subscribe to will evolve over time. But basically, think about it like an omnipresent, confidently incorrect, privacy-invading, Personal assistant? Can't wait. They should have just called it Todd. <laughs> Ventana pushing Risk Five in the data center. Chip designers Ventana have published a spec for their next generation of Risk Five data center chips called the Varian V2. These chips use the new universal chiplet. Internet Interconnect Express, UCI Express standard instead of the bunch of wires standard, BOW. Yes, that was a real thing, which was used it. by V1 of the chip. And you say that naming things is hard. <laughs> it's so stupid. UCI Express was created by Intel and has the industry backing of AMD, ARM, Google, and Microsoft to list a few. Also included in the chip design is an improved 512-bit vector extension, which allows the chip to run some AI calculations locally instead of farming it out to an accelerator card, also known as a bunch of expensive NVIDIA GPUs. The cores of the V2 are more efficient, offering a 20% improvement in, in instructions per clock cycle. And speaking of cores... The Veron V2 will have up to 192 cores packaged in six 32-core chiplets. The target for these chip designs is hyperscalers who are looking to implement ever greater control over their hardware, st hardware stack and lower costs that are paid to other vendors like Intel or ARM. The designs will be in production ready sometime in Q3 of 2024, at which time the hyperscalers can begin to fab custom chips based on the design. Kind of seems like this Risk Five thing is quickly becoming a reality. Now, uh, pardon me as I take a victory lap or a V lap, because it's Risk V. Yeah, Risk Five. You got. Yep. All right. That's it. We're done. Go away. Mm -hmm.